presentation. We will use tax software to run some scenarios related to the child tax credit related to two individuals getting married and or two individuals getting divorced and the effect on the tax returns as we go from two tax returns to one or one tax return to two, focusing in on the effects of the child tax credit in the case where we have uneven income. In other words, two people have uneven income and then get married or two people have uneven income and get divorced what happens with relation to the child tax credits in those situations we'll run some scenarios this isn't tax advice we're just using tax software and looking at a few things that will change and focusing in on those as given by the calculations for the tax we're going to start off with a situation of a married couple and then we're going to move to separating the two and remember it doesn't either way it goes we're going to go from one tax return to two you can think of the same thing if you're in a situation with two tax returns and go into one uh, what are the tax consequences of basically getting married or getting divorced so we got the married here we have the two individuals as our mock tax return we have the one dependent we're going to start off with the one dependent at this time we're going to say that we have the 100,000 of income between the two and it's all on one return so it doesn't matter who earns it because we're just one uh, entity for taxes here so then that's going to be the 24,000 in terms of the standard deduction we're not going to get into itemized keeping it simple we're going to say a taxable income is 76,000 the tax is then uh, 8,742 so 8,742 minus the child tax credit 2,000 means the uh, total tax is 6,742 here is that information summarized on our worksheet. So 100,000 income child tax credits, 2,000 tax, 6,742. Now, if we break out and we say, and I'm just breaking out between the two spouses, husband and wife, I'm going to say husband just to keep it straight in my mind, 80 versus 20. Now, what if, what if they separate or what if we were separated before and then got married or something like that and there's a breakout of 80 versus 20 on the income? What's going to be the tax differences uh, in total and between the two focusing in on the child tax credit we've got the one child here so let's first think about okay what if, what if that child was then claimed by the person with the 80 so we'll say 80,000 gets the gets the child tax credit or claims the child probably going to help with the uh, filing status from single ahead of household and and have the child tax credit and then we're going to say zero here and that'll say all right so the total is going to be the same for that one child let's take a look at that scenario first so we'll say all right so if we go back to the income we're now going to say income uh, for one is eighty thousand, and they have the child so the child's on the books their filing status is going to go from uh is not single but head of household given uh the child's probably would help to put on head of household so now we've got head of household rather than single Again, we're just gonna have the same individual like we're just gonna change the same return. And so here's the, uh, the dependent. We have the dependent qualifying for head of household typically, and there's the 80,000 minus the uh, standard deduction 18,000, giving us a taxable income of 62. The tax is gonna be the uh, 8194, plus you got that tax credit to bring the tax down now to 6194. Here it is in our worksheet, so the 80,000 child tax credits on this side. And, and this is the way you might think to break it out because you'd say, hey, well, I, I would want the child to be on the higher income tax return because it might have more of a benefit. And that's the first thing you, you might think. So we'll do both of these scenarios to see what would happen if the child was on one or the other side of a disproportionate uh, income from the two tax returns versus the one. So now let's go to the other side and say, all right, well, what would happen uh, to the other tax return? We're going to 
With the second tax return, then, we're going to say that they're single status, not head of household. And again, the name's going to, we're just going to keep the same name and use the same tax return. And then we're going to scroll down and say, all right, now there's 20,000. The exemption is only 12,000 rather than the head of the household, 18,000. Then we have the income of 8,000 and the taxable income. And that gives us the tax of 803. And then we don't have the, the child tax credit. And also note that the dependent is also something that may qualify. We're not concentrated on the earned income credit here, but just note that the child may be something that can affect that one as well. So, so if we look at this scenario, then we're going to say, all right, so it went from the total tax of 6742 to if there were two separate returns of 6997. So it's fairly close between the two. The one individual is getting the child tax credit and getting uh, benefit from the filing status as the head of household filing status there. Now, you would think that this would be the strategy that would work from an overall standpoint, not the breaking out between the two. Again, you can look between the two here. There's a, there's a big disparity between the two. But you would think from an overall standpoint that this would be the best way to go because you would that, that would mean that the tax on the higher earnings would be taxed less, you would think, because it po could possibly affect the tax brackets in that way. But if we had the child over here, it would not only move the credit over here, but it could affect the earned income tax credit, which could distort even the total tax kind of calculation on things as well. So remember, our goal kind of is uh, it would be ideal to get the total tax as low as possible and then work out our agreement. So pay as least as possible to the IRS, to the government, and then break out the difference in a way that is fair as possible. That would be kind of the ideal. So let's run this scenario and see it the other way. So now we'll look at our next example. Now let's imagine that we had the 80-20. So here, same starting point, the 100,000. We had the 80-20, but now we're saying, what if the child was over here on the 20 side when on the separate returns? What, what would be the difference there? So let's put that into our software. We'd say then the one that's making 80,000, then we're going to say is, is going to be single, not head of household because there's no dependents. So now, and again, we're just using the same name. So one spouse now on two returns is at 80,000 of income, 12,000 rather than the 18 of head of household for the standard deduction. Tax is the 68,000 then. So the tax is 10,905, no child tax credit uh, because they don't have the dependent. So here is our summary. We've got the uh, 80,000 and then we've got the tax 10,905. And then the other side, we're going to say 20,000 of income. And then the, the child tax would be 2,000 if applicable, if you can get the whole 2,000 given the income level. So now for the second individual, we'll have the 20,000 of income, head of household status because there is the dependence, so likely to be head of household. Again, we're just using the same return here. If we go down, we got the 20,000. Now we've got the 18,000, which is the head of household standard deduction bringing us down to the tax then of only uh the taxable income of 2000 the tax of 201 so the tax of 201 means that we can only take 201 of uh the child tax credit and then we have the additional credit down here so note that the actual credit then is really limited to 201 plus 1400 or 1601 instead of 2000 so we don't get the full credit because uh, of the income limitation we get 1601 also note that our focus isn't here on the earned income credit we're focusing in on the child tax credit but this is calculated again it's just calculated by the software we'll talk more about it later but note that it's calculating right now at the 3243 and the the uh, child is something that's going to affect that as well so that's something we have to take into consideration when, when we're thinking about the total taxes so it's it kind of distorts the picture a little bit in terms of 
what would be the best total tax outcome for the child to be on one return versus another. So that's the 3243. And that means that we're not only not paying tax, but we're getting money back. So we're paying zero tax and getting money of 4643. So 4643 money back. So if you look at that breakout, then we've got the 100,000 at the 80-20. Now we've got the, the child on this side and it's limited to the, the child tax credit. That's where, where we are focusing. We actually don't get as much as the credit there. Uh, but they, this, we do get the head of household status here. Not only that, uh, because you would think that would benefit more the higher income, but not only that, but you also get possibly an earned income credit, which, which really kind of distorts the picture in terms of which way would be the better way to go. So now uh, in this situation, there would be tax owed 10905 on this side, just from what we've put in the software, software's calculations. And on this side, there would actually be no tax paid and money coming back of 4643. And the difference between those two would be basically a total tax of uh, uh, 6262. Uh, so that's going to be the 480 in terms of the difference between those two. So you can consider then the total here versus basically the total here and very different breakouts between these two items, both owing money uh, here and, and these two items where there's a huge basically refund and owing more on this side. So these are just a couple... There's a ton of different, of course, scenarios that could be around here. Uh, these are just a couple of them.